Welcome to this segment from J Revolution. We are a non-profit evangelism and discipleship organization aiming to evangelize and disciple the lost, as well as help believers deepen their relationship and intimacy with God. We hope that you will be greatly blessed by this segment taken from our J Revolution Neogenesis program. Today the world encourages independence and encourages us to do everything on your own or alone. God never intended that for us when he created us. He created us to be part of a family and to live together interdependently, to support each other, pray for each other and grow together. Living outside of God's original created intent for us will only lead to frustration and loneliness. Let's look at the illustration of the church as the body of Christ. In Colossians chapter 1 verse 18 it says about Christ that he is also the head of the body the church and he's the beginning the firstborn from the dead and in Romans chapter 12 verses 4 and 5 it says just as our bodies have many parts and each part has a special function so it is with Christ's body we are many parts of one body and we all belong to each other Just like a human body, the church is a spiritual body with Christ as the head, and we are all members of that body. The body is made up of many members, not just an individual part. As members inside the physical body rely on and depend on each other, so also do the members of the spiritual body. We cannot function alone. Our growth is dependent upon our union with one another, as well as to being joined to the head, who is Christ Jesus. Christ is the head of the church. And just like the head of a physical body, he keeps the whole body functioning and working. The church cannot function without the connection to Christ. You are part of the body. You could be a mouth or an ear, but whatever you are, you have a place in the body. If you are a mouth, you cannot function isolated or separated from the body, and the body cannot function properly without a mouth. If you remove or lose part of your body, let us say for example a toe, your toe cannot survive and stay alive without being connected to your body. That is why when you are outside the church your spiritual life is severely affected and you cannot operate and grow the way you are supposed to. The reason is because you are not connected to the body and the body's ability to walk properly is also affected with the loss of the toe. Although the body can survive without the toe even though it's left limping, the toe cannot survive and stay alive without the body. Not being connected to the body of Christ will have a devastating effect on your spiritual life. We are many parts and each of us have been given different gifts and functions and all parts of the body are dependent on one another. The church is the household or family of God. If I were to ask you what the church is, most people would show me a building, but the church is not the building at all. A church is made up of the people, not the actual building itself. So if a group of people are meeting, be it under a tree or in a hotel, that is the church of God. The church primarily is a family. A family in the natural is made up of a father, mother and children. A family in a spiritual sense is also made up of nurturers who are leaders and the nurtured. Nurturing the same way as parents would care, love, feed and discipline those in their congregation. 
In a family, you will also have brothers and sisters. Brotherly love is an important and necessary principle to be established in our lives. You will also have leaders who are there to look after your spiritual growth, to feed you spiritually through the teaching of the Bible. When you start looking for a church, don't put too much pressure on yourself to find the right one. Take the time you need and visit a few churches, and then pray to God to show you which one should be your spiritual home. You will know in your heart when you have met your family. Ephesians chapter 2 verse 19 says, Consequently, you are no longer foreigners and strangers, but fellow citizens with God's people, and also members of his household. A natural household is made up of a family, just as a spiritual household is as well, with parents who are your leaders and sons and daughters. So to be a member of a household or church is to be part of a family. God has always wanted us to be part of a family. Psalm chapter 68 verse 6 says, God sets the lonely in families. Ephesians chapter 3 verse 14 and 15 says, For this reason I bow my knees before the Father, from whom every family in heaven and on earth derives its name. God knows how important it is for you to be placed in a family. He knows this is one of the key ways you will grow and learn more about Him. And He knows how you need to be cared for and helped and loved. So He sets you in a family, which means that it is not going to happen by accident or by chance. God your Father has chosen a special family for you to be part of, where you can be fed and grow in your gifting. A place where you can be loved and protected and build meaningful relationships. A place where you too will help others in their walk with God. God-led or man-led? God is the father of all the families in heaven and earth. So, although certain leaders are appointed by God to lead churches or families, it is God ultimately who leads the church through them. Moses said it like this, Let God, the God of the spirits of everyone living, set a man over this community to lead them, to show the way ahead and bring them back home, so God's community will not be like sheep without a shepherd. Does this mean that the leadership is more important to God than me? No, this is put in place so that the church might function properly for teaching, guidance and responsibility. As the leader follows God's voice and direction for the family, they lead on behalf of God. The main function of any leader is to grow and mature people into relationship with their Father God. Scripture says He is the Father of our spirits. The heart of a leader should always reflect the Father heart of God for His children. God has placed the responsibility of nourishing and caring for His children to leaders He has chosen. Like a good midwife, a good leader knows the sons and daughters are not his, but the one who created them. Paul says it like this in Galatians 4:19, My children, with whom I am again in labour until Christ is formed in you. Once you have found a family with a leader showing the heart of the Father God to you, you have found a place where you will be able to grow into all that God has for you. But you must be willing to obey and submit to leadership as they will give a report for your souls one day. 
This will sometimes be difficult as love also includes discipline, which is not always easy to go through. You will only allow someone who is in relationship with you to be able to speak into certain areas in your life. Therefore, it is important to build a relationship with leaders and not to avoid or stay away from them, as this will help you receive correction and obey with greater ease. By doing this, you will grow into all that God has destined for you. We see in Corinthians 3 verses 9 to 11, Paul tells us that God ordained all leadership to build the church. All church leadership must build on the foundation of Christ. Make sure your church is Christ-centers. The scripture reads as follows. Brothers and sisters, you are God's building according to the grace of God given to me. Like a wise master builder, I laid a foundation and another is building upon it. But each one must be careful how he builds upon it, for no one can lay a foundation other than the one that is there, namely Jesus Christ. The Fivefold Ministry in the Church. The Fivefold Ministry describes the five offices or roles that are held by certain men and women selected by God to help build up and serve the church. Once again, this does not make them better or more important than any one of us, but rather that they are called to serve the church, and very often they have to make many personal sacrifices for the church. Ephesians 4 verses 11 to 13 says, And he gave some as apostles, and some as prophets, and some as evangelists, and some as pastors and teachers, for the equipping of the saints for the work of service, to the building up of the body of Christ. Until we all attain to the unity of the faith, and the knowledge of the Son of God, to a mature man, to the measure of the stature which belongs to the fullness of Christ. Let's look at these roles in a bit more detail. 1. The Apostle, the one who governs. He or she is one called and sent by Christ to have the spiritual authority, character, gifts and abilities to reach and establish people in the Kingdom of God and in truth and order, especially through founding and overseeing local churches. An apostle has a burden to build something that didn't exist before. Then lay the foundation of new local churches and work with them and see to it that they come into full maturity as churches. The apostle only has authority over churches he has built and God has called him to. Paul himself wrote to the Corinthians, Even though I may not be an apostle to others, surely I am to you. 1 Corinthians chapter 9 verse 2 2. The prophet, the one who guides. Prophets reveal God's heart to his people, giving guidance to individuals and the church by giving revelation and often interpretation, application and timing of things to come. 3. The evangelist, the one who gathers. An evangelist carries a great burden for those who are not part of the kingdom of God and they have a gifting to preach the gospel with great conviction. 
Their gifting draws people to Christ and they will often have miracles, signs and wonders following them to confirm their message. 4. The pastor, the one who guards. The pastor is the heart of the church. He is a shepherd who deeply cares for his people, his sheep, and is ready to lay down everything for them. He wants them to be fed, to grow, to be equipped, to develop in their gifting and step into the calling of God for their lives. In the local church, they are the bridge between the different offices and functions, making everything work together in harmony. The teacher, the one who grounds. Teachers are called to teach and edify the church, imparting divine life and understanding to their listeners. Because of their gifting, their listeners usually become hungrier for the word of God as he or she illuminates scripture and brings truth that has never been seen by their listeners before. While prophets reveal the heart of God, teachers reveal the mind of God. Thank you for taking the time to listen. We hope you enjoyed this segment from our J Revolution Neogenesis program. For access to our full program and other free resources we have available to help you deepen your relationship with God, visit us at www.jrevolution.net.